The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. This way, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Uh, joined, I'm Chuck. He's Yancey. And uh, we have got a full slate tonight. We've got uh, some – we're going we're gonna to shift gears a little bit uh, after that football loss Saturday. <laughs> it was so discouraging. We're going to go to a little baseball at 6.15, a little basketball at 6.30. But at the same time, we've got to discuss a little bit of a uh, little bit of football. Twenty-eight uh, twenty loss to the Cow Bears. Uh, just didn't play good enough to win, Yancey. Just made too many mistakes. Uh, missed field goals, dropped passes, passes over receivers' heads. Uh, five third and fourteen or longer conversions against the defense uh you know just a couple bad spots by the refs you know but they just didn't play well enough yeah i mean it goes back to what we said last week after the southeastern louisiana inconsistency 
And, you know, you get that sometimes with the young team, but this defense is not young. Uh, and, and for them to be playing inconsistent or the way they played the other Third day. Third and longs. It, it was, you yeah. know, gave you memories of the last couple of years. They were so good on first and second down. But like I said, it gave up five, more than five third and 14s. Well, they got torched in the secondary, but it wasn't all coverage. Some of it was lack of pressure. So, That's you know, true. that argument, you can have that argument all you want, but the bottom line was that the defense gave up 373 yards through the air. Yeah. And, so you know, that through for a career 232. And we, uh, we kept, uh, you know, Ole Miss is putting out all this stuff about how you, you were stopping the run, stopping the run. And that's true. But if you give up nearly 400 yards passing, you're going to get beat anyway. So, yeah. And, and Chuck, I think one thing that stuck out to me, and I've been believing this the whole season, is the lack of big receivers for Ole Miss. You know, we really saw it with Cal putting in one on one situations, reminiscing back to the last 10 years with those six three, six four guys. There just aren't many of them on the team to, for Ole Miss to, you know, convert on those third and longs like like we saw California do. Well, you got uh, Elijah Moore had another monster day, caught ten passes. Yeah, he's incredible. Uh, I mean, but the disparity between him and the next—he's got twenty-seven catches, I think I saw in the stats today, and the next uh, receiver for Ole Miss has seven. So yeah. you're talking about a twenty-pass difference in four games. Between the leader and the next guy, I think. And it's a lot of that Ontario too, though, Drummond. is it's, it's inexperienced freshman guys passing the ball and catching the ball. Yeah, and uh, you know, but the lack of size is concerning for me. Matt Corral, um, he missed at least eight open receivers, that and they're all just... in the pocket. When he's when he's out of the pocket, Chuck, he's much more accurate than when he sits back in the pocket. I've heard people say, "Well, this sitting, this offense is not." designed for Matt Corral. He's a pocket passer, but what I've seen this year, he makes he makes his plays on the on the move and not in the pocket. Well that's just even, my even consistently so, even, he makes more consistent throws when he gets out of the pocket than when he sits in the pocket well, and that, makes throws. That may be how it's coming across and, and I mean you may be right, but at the same time, uh shoot man. Your college quarterback Oh, you got to make you got to hit them, yeah. whether you're in There's the pocket no or rolling oh, out or whatever. I, I totally agree with that. It's just interesting from my observation that he's making more accurate passes out of the pocket than he is in the pocket. And uh, John Rice Plumsley came in when Matt got bruised ribs, went seven for seven. Yeah, threw for eighty-two yards, ran for fifty-three, did a really nice job. But let's not make too much of that. We'll be right back after these important Pre-vent messages defense. from our sponsors, and we'll. Uh, talk a little more about it after this break make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from canon chevrolet we have a large inventory to meet your needs shop our inventory 24 7 at nobodybeatsacanondale.com or stop by our dealerships in greenwood or cleveland test drive the new sporty chevy malibu the family-friendly chevy tahoe and the strong chevy silverado and remember when the smoke clears nobody beats a cannon deal Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. 
If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthland.com, equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors, Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Yes, I want to pick my words carefully here because I don't want anybody to think I was anything but elated over John Rice Plumley's play Saturday. But I, I don't want Rebel fans to be expecting the next coming of uh, Tom Brady here yet. You know, he, it was his first showing. California was a little worn down when he came in. Sure. They were playing a little prevent defense. Uh, he did a great job under extreme pressure conditions. I don't want to take anything away from him, but let's be a little patient with him and, and not throw him into the fire too much. And Rich Rodriguez said today that uh, if even if Corral's uh, happy, I mean healthy, healthy. Mm-hmm. both of them will play against Alabama Saturday. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. Matt's got all the tools, but with John Rice, what we saw is just composure. You know, he you're – talking about kind of the panic last two drives where you got to do something fast and furious. And usually and that's when you lose your composure and force things. And, you know, man, the kids, I've been tell, I've been talking to you about him since he's at Oak Grove and his leadership qualities. But that's not to say Matt doesn't deserve, you know, to continue to be the quarterback right now. But I definitely think they both should play and kind of, kind of see who has the yeah, hot hand. sort it out. Yeah, yeah, who has the hot hand. All right, let's go to the control room. Jack Schultz, Mr. Uh, for the Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, Ole Miss. Ole Miss dropped a heartbreaker on Saturday, 28-20, just inches short of a potentially game-tying touchdown as time expired. Elijah Moore made a catch on the edge of the goal line that was ruled short by the Pac-12 officiating crew in Oxford and was not reviewed. 
With the clock running down, the Rebels snapped the ball and failed to punch it in. After the game, interim athletic director Keith Carter released a statement saying, We are extremely disappointed with the officiating at the end of the game and are expecting a full explanation from the Pac-12 regarding the call and subsequent non-review of the third down play. We feel strongly that the play should have been reviewed by the Pac-12 officials in the review booth. Even if the play didn't result in a touchdown, the spot of the ball on fourth down was questionable. The Pac-12 vice president of officiating responded last night saying, Given the closeness of the call and that it was an end-of-game scenario, it probably should have been stopped by instant replay for review. He continued, However, there was not irrefutable video evidence that the ruling could be overturned to a touchdown. It was the correct call. Now 2-2, two and two, Matt Luke and the Rebel football team have to rebound from such a heartbreak, facing a daunting task at Alabama for a 2.30 kickoff on Saturday in Tuscaloosa. They will return home for a 6.30 p.m. kickoff on October 5th against Vanderbilt. Lots of questions loom around the quarterback position now. Matt Corral is day-to-day with soreness in his ribs, and Matt Luke says decisions will be made based on Corral's health. But John Rice Plumley could see action as well, even if Corral is healthy. Plumley led the final two drives for Ole Miss on Saturday, throwing 7-for-7 7 7 for 82 yards and rushing for 53 yards on three carries in the final five minutes of the game. In other Ole Miss news, the soccer team is now 6-2-1 and two and one overall after tying Missouri 1-1 in its SEC opener on Friday night. They travel to Mississippi State on Thursday and host Auburn on Sunday. Meanwhile, the volleyball team is riding an eight-match win streak into SEC play. They host Tennessee Friday night at 6-30 for their SEC opener. That's the latest news around Oxford. Back to your hosts, Chuck and Yancey. All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Um, all right, the Rebels have Alabama Saturday, mm-hmm. a 30-point underdog. Uh, 35 now, I think. It's 35 now. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's understandable. I mean, Alabama's probably as good as they've been. You know, they'll be vying for the national championship again. And um, Ole Miss kind of, you know, 2-2 two and two and lost to Memphis, lost to Cal, didn't look – Really impressive against Southeastern. Uh, played a good game against Arkansas. Yeah. Um, it'll be a tough assignment. There's no question about that. And, and you know, uh, I don't think these these kids will go in there thinking, well, we're, they're just going to steamroll us. Uh, but I, I'm wondering how many fans we'll have in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> well, I, th- I think the important thing is just to get some momentum back. I mean, we all know that a victory would be, shoot, I guess unquestionably the biggest upset in Ole Miss history if they were to win that game. So it's slim chances, but, you know, just to get some momentum, start playing well offensively, defensively. They got so much speed on the outside and size, too, at, at wide receiver Chuck, what Ole Miss was bringing to the table for years. And that's going to be tough for that secondary that was giving up big plays. But, you know, get some momentum offensively, defensively, and, and take it into the Vandy game. That's what they got to do, without a doubt. Um, the uh, Sometimes you, you have to win battles within a battle. Yeah. You know, and they kind of did that at Auburn a couple of years back when Matt's first year, you know, they in that second half they really started clicking on offense and, and carried it over and was able to beat State there at the end. Yeah, we'll see. And I'm, I'm, uh, uh, again, I have not, uh, I'm not down on this kid, but, uh, Luke Logan's got to pick it up in the field goal department. Uh, you can't miss chip shots like, 
we did in the fourth quarter. I mean, uh, he makes the chip shot. Yeah. And then. He's going in for the win. Yeah. yeah. Then, then the sneak is for the win. And uh, some people question that strategy of kicking for that field goal. I didn't no. on fourth and 12. No. If it had been fourth and five, I'd have said go for it. Fourth and 12, you got to take that three points and hope you get two more possessions and capitalize on them, which we did. I'm we with you. Got I, two I, more. I thought that I've heard a couple people complain about the timeouts. I thought he used them wisely there. Uh, the decision to go for it on fourth down, I, I, you know, I would have done the same thing. Heck, I might would have even kicked it on fourth and six earlier in that drive, which would have been about a 42-yard field goal. But, uh, you know, he made the right play. He just missed a little chip shot. Yeah. So it happens sometimes, but it seems like uh, it's happening more times than not. Well, it just seems like this program is having a hard time getting over the hump. I mean, just yeah. little things too are, are keeping them away. I mean, uh, that's kind of that... like when Nut. Remember when Nut took over, and I think we had ten, twelve turnovers against Vanderbilt, and and McCluster fumbled it right there at the line, diving mm-hmm. in, and Nut said, "Told you, it's like, man, I don't know what I have to do to." get this team over that hump. That's what I feel like we're at right now. Yeah, I, I can see that. And uh, I don't know, just a uh, little snake bit right now. We'll be right back at these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. Why get iPhone XS on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> For Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone XS dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. <laughs> get the most from iPhone XS with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone XS and C Spire. For every moment. C Spire. Customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at cspar.com. Avanakins Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakins Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with a Van Ackes diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Ackes Jewelers Store at downtown New Albany or VanAckens.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
Wow, that's before you were born there, Nancy. I hope so. Stevie Wonder? Come on, man. That song was, was before I was born. Yeah. The powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 10 is finally here, and C Spire celebrating with an equally powerful deal for a limited time. Buy the Galaxy Note 10 and get $750 off your choice of Samsung Galaxy device. C Spire, customer inspired. $750. Bucks. That's a lot of money. That's a good deal. All right, we're very happy now to have uh, the hitting coach for the yeah. Ole Miss Rebels, Mike Clement. And, Mike, congratulations, y'all. You guys put together the number two recruiting class in America, according to Baseball America. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> in the SEC, Vandy's number one, Florida's number three, State six, <laughs> LSU seven, and Auburn's nine. So welcome to the party. That's right. It's just it's just another year. Whole home. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hey, congratulations on uh, having the second ranked. Twenty-one players, uh, new players, and uh, we're going to go down the list with a few of them. But overall, what's what's y'all's feeling? What were you trying to do? Just get every position, or or was there specific areas you were looking to shore up? Give us some ideas yeah, it, of your it, strategy. It's it, it, it's it's a unique class, Chuck, and 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 you guys know both of you just because you follow our program so closely. But um, you know, it, it, there had to be big numbers in that class just because of of what we lost. And obviously, you know, I I, uh, I deal with the hitters, so uh, take a big hit when you lose uh, six of the nine guys in in your everyday lineup, essentially, and uh, lose a Friday night guy and 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 a, and a piece or a couple pieces out of the bullpen, but. Um, you know, we just we just needed you know, for us, um, without going into too much detail about, um, as you guys know, and, and and some of your your listeners may not, uh, some other schools in our league and, and elsewhere get get some additional dollars um, because of need based aid or or whatever it is. We don't get that, and and we don't need to go into that because that could be a whole other show into itself. But every third year or so, we have a pretty large class. And so Lass and I and Coach feel like they're all talented, but this one is a little bit bigger. Um, and so you have a few more talented guys in it. So, um, you know, our goal in it was find some guys who can step it in and, and, and play right away, and, and hopefully we've done that. Well, so talk about who you think are, are the main candidates uh, that you anticipate to step in and play right away. And I know uh, I don't want you to belittle the other 10 or 12, but – there's got to be six or eight that you feel like are are probably a little more ready. Let's say let's let's call it more ready to play right now. No, yeah, I completely understand the question, and um, you know I think when, when you look uh, in that 2016 class, which was Dillard and Kessinger and Zabowski and Rollison and uh, all the guys who were instrumental in, in us winning 90 games or 89 games the last two years, um, though that class, if you were to ask Laugh or myself, the guys who uh, go out and do some of the recruiting. Probably the one thing where we lacked in that class, um, and, it, and it made a struggle in 2017, was a couple of junior college pieces, guys with some experience, guys with some college at bats under their belt, um, to to supplement. And so, because we didn't do that in that class, you know, we had four or five true freshmen in that in that 2017 season playing essentially every day. And so those guys scuffled, as you know, Kessinger and Dillard and Zabowski and Cooper Johnson and the likes. Um, and we feel like we've, we've, we've done that this year. We have 
a couple guys that stand out from a from a position player standpoint that I think can step in and play for us and have junior college at bats. One of them is Hayden Leatherwood um, from right up the road, was at Northwest Community College and um, left-handed hitting, middle-of-the-order type guy that can um, hit and hit with power, probably is a corner outfielder for us, but just feel really good about him. He's had two really special years at, at Northwest. And the other guy is a kid named Cale Baker. He was the National Junior College Player of the Year last year, actually won the Triple Crown in Junior College Baseball, hit wow. 25 home runs and had over 100 RBIs and hit over 500 at Wabash uh, Community College in Illinois and just had a, had, a, had a special year, obviously. Those are, those are Babe Ruth-type numbers. But um, <laughs> those two guys are really, really important from an offensive perspective. You know, before you even start talking about some of the uh, some of the high school kids, but real quickly, I'll talk about some of those guys, some of the really highly talented guys um, in that class, and I'm sure we'll get to the football guys, and I won't won't talk about them just quite yet. But a kid named Connor Walsh is from Niceville, Florida, and um, he's a middle infielder, could go out just a super athlete. Middle infielder could probably play in the outfield um, and can really run and hit and hit with power. He's kind of a five tool type player. Um, and then, and then Trey Lafleur. Trey's from Pensacola, left-handed hitter, drafted by the Dodgers. It's big power. Um, you know, we haven't started fall ball yet, but just in our skill instruction and watching Trey swing and batting practice situations is pretty special. And uh, we feel like he's a guy that can that can step right in and play. Um, from the offensive perspective, two other guys that that, that I think of right off the top of my head are Hayden Dunhurst from Pearl River Central, actually beat Oxford in the state championship game a couple years back. And um, he was, I think, the most highly ranked player in the state of Mississippi in this class. And uh, he's a left-handed hitting catcher. Obviously, we have a need there. And um, we feel like he's a guy that can that can step in and get at bats and, and, and stick behind the plate for us. And um, the last guy is a kid named Peyton Chatagnier. Um, he, is a, he is a shortstop middle infielder from, from Houston. And... Uh, guy that can really pick it up, really defend. Um, so those, those are the offensive pieces that I really like. Um, besides Ely and Plumlee, which I'm, which I'm sure you guys will ask me about, they, they had a pretty, pretty decent weekend. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the, the pitchers, there's a couple of those guys too. A kid named Derek Diamond is a right-handed pitcher from outside of San Diego. That um, was a really highly ranked kid. And then a kid named Drew McDaniel. Um, Drew McDaniel is from Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, good to get him out of LSU country, and, and we think both those guys have a chance to be special for us on the mound. So that's a lot of names, and um, you asked for a few, but um, I think uh, I think those guys will all be really good for us. Coach, if I would have told you back on Sonic Day that you would have gotten landed Dunhurst, Diamond, Walsh, Ely, and Plumley on your baseball team for next fall, you would have taken that, wouldn't you? Oh my gosh! Uh, I would have asked where to sign up and how much. How much do I owe you? <laughs> and 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 with Plumley and Ely, uh, you know, Ely had an interesting post interview when he set all kind of records. Not this past weekend, but the week weekend before, and he said, "I'm trying to become the next Bo Jackson. You know, I don't want to just be good at football. I want to be great at baseball too." So when you have a guy like that that misses the the fall training. Uh, the countless games you play inner squad. How do you get someone like that up to speed and Plumley too? How do you get them up to speed to be ready by the season? Yeah, really, really good question. Um, and it's not easy. Uh, if I'm just going to be completely honest, especially 
you know, if, if, if those guys were, were pitchers, and I'm not saying pitching's easy, but if they were guys right. that were not 93 to 96 miles an hour and, hey, just keep your arm loose, and this is probably uh, Mike or Laugh would probably roll their eyes if they're listening to this because, oh, yeah, the hitting, or the hitting side of it's so hard and the pitching side's so easy. <laughs> but if, he were, if they were one of those You're just guys, being honest. Um, you know, you just kind of roll out and, hey, you can pitch out of our pen and go throw the snot out of it and be good, it's really hard as a hitter because, as you guys know, there's so much maintenance that goes with the offensive component to this thing. And so um, that's the that's the difficult thing. But um, I will say for both of those kids, um, it is incredible how much they blow up my phone and want to hit. Um, and we're fortunate that, that Coach Luke is unbelievable in the recruiting process. Um, he told them, "Hey, you've done it your whole life. You're going to have to get with Coach Clement, and you're going to have to hit during the during the fall when when you can, and not miss football stuff." And it wasn't lip service. He allows them to do it, um, and they're able to hit and stay within the compliance and the rules and all of that. And um, nice. you know, Ely is is special from an athletic. Well, they both are from an athletic standpoint, um, and it's just going to take reps. But but the thing with both of those guys are their confidence level um, does not lack, and so um, there's something about both of them. Now now John Rice is uh, he may be the president of the United States someday. I mean this no guy's doubt. got got the it factor, and and what I've told a lot of people about him, and it's probably what baseball lacks because there is so much um, travel baseball, and baseball has become. Look at me, it's selfish by nature. The sport is because there's a lot of one-on-one components in baseball and travel baseball is, hey, can I get seen to get drafted? Can I get seen to get a scholarship? John Rice Plumley commands the room. And because he's been in a huddle his whole life and led that way, um, that guy's just a little bit different. You know, he showed up at the freshman team meeting this summer when he was not asked to and sat in the front row and introduced himself. Um, he's, 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 a different, he's a different guy. Um, no he's doubt. a special kid, and uh, nothing would surprise me with either one of them just because of work ethic and um, confidence that they have. Coach, thank you so much, buddy. We're thank up you, against Coach. a break. Great stuff. Uh, we'll get you back on here pretty soon. Uh, we're going to let fall ball get started before we do much more baseball, but we're anxious to hear progress reports as as, as fall ball continues. Absolutely. Chuck and Yance, you guys are the best. Anytime. Thank, thank you, buddy. Coach. Told you about John Rice. Rebel Equipment, over 50 years serving Memphis area with all your equipment needs. Located at 4890 East Shelby Drive. You can rent, buy, or have repaired all your equipment at Rebel Equipment. Yancey, did you realize except for three blowouts, two of which came in the last two probation-riddled years, in 17 games against Nick Saban at LSU and Alabama, not many schools have played them better than Ole Miss. Rebs have beaten him three times. 2001 at LSU, and of course 14 and 15 at Alabama. Saban led led teams have beaten the Rebels. Listen to these scores: 14 to 13, 17 14, 27 24, 27 24, 24 20, 48 43, 35 24, 20 and 9. Eleven games against Saban, who Rich Rod called today the greatest college coach in he the history is. of the game. Could have gone either way. Yep. Three did go the Rebs' way. It shows the kind of coach he is. 
but hey, it shows that Ole Miss doesn't bow down to the mighty Crimson Tide. Rebel Equipment brings you Rebel Flashback. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsor on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Good stuff. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back. Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're really excited now to have our, our uh, co-host. Get, get him back on. I missed <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, Mr. Kermit Davis, the men's basketball coach with us. Kermit, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, guys. Good to be back with you. Yes, sir. Man, you had one heck of a off season and one sure heck did. of a summer. And, I mean, you've kind of flipped your roster around. Uh, give us a little insight on how that all took place. I mean, obviously you had some – transfers and some graduations but uh man you've pieced together a, a nice looking roster here well I, I appreciate that you know there was um two or three guys on our roster from from last year we thought a great deal of that you know we, we kind of made mutual decisions that probably be in their best interest and our best interest that they could go to places maybe they could get a chance to to play more because i don't care where you're at Everything about a college experience is getting a chance to hopefully compete for playing time. So that happened, and you know, and I thought our roster filled out nicely with uh, the guys coming back. Uh, you know, the, the incoming class that we had. Um, I, I like where we are. We're young, you know, in a lot of spots, and uh, we're growing. But, but we look more like an SEC team as far as being rangy, athletic, and uh, but but as we always talk about, you know, we still got a trying to work ahead of us you know uh i i think tell me if i'm wrong here but i i believe i'd rather be uh a veteran in the in the front court i mean in the back court and and young in the That's right. front court than vice versa yeah college basketball experience at the guards Chuck, as you know is i mean it, it, it's a great thing and and obviously with the experience of bringing a four-year player Devontae. uh a three-year player, both those guys back. They played major, major minutes with a ton of starts. And uh, so I really do. I mean, there's a lot of really, really good guards in our league, but as far as experience and talent, you know, and guys who are bought into our system, I love the two guys we got right there. And you brought in a little age uh, with Hadim C. Um, is he four or five? You know, he, he's a five. Uh, that has four-man skills. I, I just call them all forwards. I, I, yeah. I tell them all the time, "Won't you look like a center and play like a forward?" You know, and uh, you know, the guy looks like a center and plays like a center to where he he's not very mobile. And and there's nothing wrong with centers, but the way we play, we would sure want to have a purpose around the rim. But the way we play, I mean, our guys are moving around a bunch, so uh, he, he's done well. We, we've got to get his game tighter. But he really is a good talent. 
Talk a little bit about uh, Sean Robinson that was recently cleared to practice. Uh, how's he been so far? Do you see him filling a role this year? Would you ideally like to redshirt him? Yeah, we're, we're going to redshirt Sean. He, he's 17 For years sure. old. He turns 18 in the May. He's young. Oh, young. wow. And uh, he, I, he would be the youngest guy in college basketball. And, uh, and that's no problem with that. But he's already gained 12 pounds. He came in at 198. Oh, he weighed 210 today. He was so excited. He's a great kid. He's long, great wingspan. He's going to be a really good player. The oldest people are going to love him. But we're going to redshirt him and uh, just take our time with Sean. You know, because you think about it, he didn't get a chance to go with us in the summer. You know, he, he didn't really get cleared to practice about another week. And so he's just going to redshirt. I think that'll be perfect for him. Because, you know, we've got a lot of some guys at that spot, you know, and uh, – yeah, he, he's so glad to be at Ole Miss, and we're so glad to have him here. Talk a little bit about Sammy Hunter. He's he's a kid that I have personally been just waiting on. I I gotta I gotta say, from everything I've heard and and seen on little what little tape I've seen, I just love this kid. Yeah, you know he's a middle gentleman, six nine, two hundred thirty pounds. Uh, <laughs> he's got a really good skill set. Can really shoot it. He came in, got off to a great start. What's impressed me about Sammy is his basketball intellect, which is good, because you worry about freshmen that's coming in. I didn't have a chance to go through the summer with you, but he's picked up on things really easily. He's very attuned to basketball. I mean, watching his iPad all the time. We give guys the iPad. It's nothing but basketball on it. and He looks at playbooks and all that thing. That, that's important to him. Uh, so he just... His head's spinning a little bit right now. We've thrown a ton at him in about three and a half, four weeks, but we're sure going to play Sammy a lot this year. Uh, Kermit, what's, you know, I know hope always springs eternal in the preseason, but is there an area, if at all, that you're concerned about right now? And, and what, what do you think is going to command your most focus when practice starts? Yeah, you know, Chuck, I was just – we got off to a good start defensively. We weren't a very good defensive team at the end of last year, and, and I was just disappointed. And so that that's a huge thing with us. I mean, our just – most people hadn't – maybe seen me as a coach a little bit at Middle Tennessee, but throughout my career, that's kind of what we've hung our hat on is toughness and defending and contesting shots and, you know, being a – you know, and I, I, we played hard. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't think – that at the end of the year, you know, we, we, we just, our defensive field goal percentage is way too high. So that's something that is a huge area. And what I like about our team this year, we can test shots at the rim more. Adeem Sy, you know, test shots at the rim. Carlos Curry is starting to contest more shots at the rim. Our forwards contest more shots. So, so hopefully that our defensive field goal percentage, it has to for us to be the team we want to be, the defensive field goal percentage has to go down. Coach, you have eight of your thirteen players are six seven or taller, four six nine or taller, three in the six ten six eleven range. Was that mostly due to to improve the defense? Yeah, well, I mean we do. We 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 look like an SEC team, we're long, we're rangy, we're athletic, and and that's what you want to look like in our league. And I just think that. Height doesn't necessarily mean good defensive teams. It's guys who can play extremely hard, that are physical, that can think while they play defensively. And so, but 
if you can get a rangy team that has great athleticism and length, could just do just what we just talked about. But then, boy, then you really, really got a chance to uh, to get your field goal percentage down, block shots at the rim, create early baskets and transition. Talk to me a little bit about two returning guys that got a lot of playing time last year, but they were awfully raw. I hope some of that rawness is gone now in Blake Henson and, and K.J. Buffin. Yeah, K.J. is right now, you know, in the season. He got here about 204, played the season 214 or so. He's now at 225, 226. You'll see it for the first time. His shoulders look bigger. I mean, he's still 18 years old. He, he, he's young, too, you know, so – but it's just his skill set, shooting the ball with a lot more confidence. Just going to be just a good player. And uh, Blake Kinson, uh, he's been out of practice for a little bit. He's got a little helmet going on. We'll kind of get more exactly detail of what's going on with it. He, he can't do any contact right now. And we're, kinda, we're going to find out more about it on Friday uh, with a meeting and uh, with some doctors. But so Blake hadn't practiced with our team in a little bit, uh, but we expect him back, you know, in the future sometime. Coach, there's been whispers kind of coming out of the basketball IPF that Luis Rodriguez has kind of been the surprise of the camp, if that's a word, proper word, but he's just really taken off this camp. Yeah, he has. I mean, Luis has just played his tail off. He shot the ball a lot better. Uh, boy, his body looks great. He's so physical and athletic. You know, last year, Luis was having some difficulty kind of just grasping everything. And just, you know, sometimes guys just can't play freely because they're, they're thinking so hard. That, and actions of offense or actions of defense doesn't come naturally to them. That's why, you know, I talk about basketball IQ all the time. It just sometimes it takes a guy a little bit longer. And, uh, but now Luis is kind of playing freely. He knows exactly what we're doing. And uh, well, I've been really pleased with him. And he's going to be a big part of our team this year. Coach, uh, talk a little bit about what you've seen out of Austin Crowley, um, another highly anticipated uh, freshman. Yeah, Austin, is, he's gained about 12 pounds. He, his body looks different. You know, Riley Allen, our strength coach, has done a great job with all of our team. And, and he's, I can't want to surprise you, he's really, really athletic. I mean, real athletic. Can, can really get up and dunk balls. He's got to get his nose in the middle of more physical plays with balls coming off the board. But uh, he's just, he, he really can think, can move his feet. He's got great technique for his age. Uh, going to be a really good shooter. He's uh, I mean, 6'5". There's just not much not to like about him, but... Being a Mississippi native, I mean, he's just going to be a really good player at Ole Miss. So talk a little bit about uh, Franco Miller, and then I'll ask you some general questions. Yeah, Franco is, you know, Franco is a really good talent. He's the strongest guy on our team. He bench-pressed 185 with it 23 times, which I think may have been the most of the, any player at the, at the uh, NBA combine in Chicago. And I may be wrong, but he's been real close. So he's, he's really strong. Franco is skilled. He can shoot. He's trying to get him to where his pace of play is faster. He's, he's using his strength level all the time, defending. And uh, But, you know, he's only a freshman. He didn't get to practice hard at all last year. He's healthy, knock on wood. He's full speed. 
And, uh, yeah, for him being a freshman, uh, he's, he's going to do some really good things. So, so when I talk about all these guys, you guys can tell our depth is, is, is just better. Our practices will be more competitive. And usually when you can have depth and practices are better because of competition, then your team just continues to improve at a higher level. I mean, that's competition turns everybody better. There's no, no doubt about that. Coach, year one is always different, and you, you poured everything into the team last year, but now that your scheme and culture is firmly established, let's say, are, are there some new wrinkles or, I don't know, new things Ole Miss fans can expect to see from the team in, in year two that maybe you held back in in year one, if that makes any sense? Yeah, we didn't hold anything back, Chuck. We put anything back there now. <laughs> I promise you that. We weren't hiding anything. We, uh, you know, but I do think as, as your as your depth gets better and you get longer, well, I just think that you, you know, it's like when I was at, at uh, Middle Tennessee. I mean, we had good guards, but strength of our team was really in our fours and fives. And and when we got here, I thought the strength of our team was our guards and our three guards led us to scoring. And so I think we'll be more balanced. Uh, I hope, you know, we tried to play really fast and transition, fast and smart. Uh, hopefully, we can play more up tempo. Not wild, but just, you know, making smart decisions, but, but really trying to get cheap baskets in, in transition. Uh, hopefully, what you see is we're creating more turnovers, even more than last year, even though we were up down the SEC in steals, that we're doing that more and getting open for a look. So, uh, you know, we want to have you. We wrinkled offensively based on talent, based on what a Dean Sy can do, or based on what this guy can do, or based on the maturity of Devontae. And so I'll play book. We'll, we'll add some things. And, uh, but defensively, I, I just hope we, I just hope we're challenging more balls at the rim and we're more physical in the perimeter. Tell everybody of, uh, upcoming square jam. What's the details on that? Yeah. It, it, we're looking forward. It's going to be a great weekend. And, uh, you know, we're going to have our tip-off celebration. It's going to be on that Friday night. Excuse me, that Friday at lunch. We're selling tables right now, $500 a table. You know, last year we sold them out, uh, Chuck, at the Jefferson. So we moved it to the pavilion where we can have 750 to 800 people capacity on the floor. It's a really a neat event. Jimmy Dykes is going to be there. He does a lot of the ESPN SEC kind of the voice of the SEC right now. And then uh, that night is the square jam. Jimmy will MC that. Uh, and we'll have the girls and men's team. We're going to upgrade the square jam and do some fun things, upgrade lighting and visual aids, all the different things I think will be good. And the next day we play football. Um, so we hope we have a, a really big weekend. It's a huge recruiting weekend for us with with two really, really good players, and uh, and uh, so it will be, be a fun weekend for everybody. All right, buddy. Well, listen, we sure appreciate your time and uh, your co-hosting capabilities uh, <laughs> exceed ours. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to being with you guys all the time, and, and thanks for having me on, and we'll look forward to seeing you in Oxford soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Kermit, guys. Thank you so much, buddy. Kermit Davis. Junior, the head coach for the Ole Miss Rebels, and I tell you what, eight I cannot players, six, wait. seven or taller. Yeah, that, that's never been an Ole Miss. Well, but you know, last year LSU came rolling in here, and they had like. 
five guys that were six ten, and I'm going six nine long. You know, golly, yeah. we got to get longer. Mm-hmm. We got to get bigger and mm-hmm. more athletic. They yeah. these weren't stiffs. No, you know, and and I think that's what we're mm-hmm. gaining on. I don't think we're quite there yet, you know. But you got. You got uh, I mean, you if, got a couple guards that are six five six seven. So you're not only getting bigger in the post, you're getting bigger at the at the guards. Here, let me tell you, I, I hate to say someone's a key already, but I think we got to get something out of Carlos Curry this year. If we get something out of him, I I I got a lot of faith in the rest of them. I want to see him prove something because that's a six eleven big body in there that can bang and back up. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and that's going to be important because I thought last year uh, we wore down a little bit in the post, and uh, yeah, this year if, if there weren't but two of them, yeah, if and he, one was six seven, if he and C are both, uh, you know, capable of of giving quality minutes and et cetera, I think we can be really good this mm-hmm. year, man. I know we're going to be good at the guards. Uh, I'm anxious to see how much KJ and Blake have uh, have improved because I thought they were really good true freshmen. He said last Blake's year. barely practiced this year because of his elbow. Yeah, but he'll he'll. I don't he'll, know what's the matter he'll with come him. Back. He'll come back. Anxious to see more of Rodriguez, Franco Miller. I heard and a then, lot of big things about Rodriguez, and you could see it at the end of the year last year in spurts. And absolutely looking forward to seeing freshman Sammy Hunter. Yeah, I just think he's going to be. The real deal, and maybe oh, not early, is. maybe not early, but he's going to be the real deal for all said and done. Crowley from West Point too. Yeah. Oh, I, he's he's more of a guard. I'm, I'm talking about more of the inside. Yeah, guys. he is. But I'm, I'm anxious to see him. Is yeah. What I'm saying. I I didn't realize he was. He's the IQ guys. Is I didn't realize he Kermit was as say. athletic as uh, Kermit was saying he is. Yeah. But uh, obviously he is. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Oh, I miss old Tom Petty. I know it. At least you got to see him before he passed yeah, away. Yeah, sure did on that 40th in yep. Memphis. That, yep. was, that was a good concert, too. Um, Yancey, I'm I'm excited about seeing some of these new athletes we got bringing in here and in, in, uh, brought in here in basketball and baseball. Uh, not one that we didn't ask Mike Clement about. Now, this has got to be intriguing. Wes Burton, right-handed pitcher. Six eight two thirty five. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if he can bring it like his size. <laughs> he can. He does it 95, 96. He's oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I, yeah. hope he, I hope he's a little bit wild, too. <laughs> high and inside. Yeah, high and inside. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's an intriguing guy. And another, uh, I obviously, obviously want to see Hadim C. and Crowley and Sammy Hunter. Uh, I want to see Carlos Curry, like I said. And we, even though he's been here a year, I hadn't seen him. And, uh, I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I think we've got some good things going in in uh, basketball and baseball. I'm looking at Walsh, Plumlee, Ely as a potential outfield to be the fastest outfield in the country. Oh, and by far. By I mean, far. And I think it will happen by the sophomore year. We'll see how long it takes them to adjust. I thought it's interesting that he said that both Ely and Plumlee were hitting with yeah. the coaches and yeah. doing it on their own and were even there for the first uh, team meetings. Yeah. So that, that means they're not totally separated from baseball coming in from scratch exactly let's go to the control room now with jack schultz around the sec take it away rhino it's time for this week's report from around the sec brought to you by cheney's pharmacy home of the ugly mug coffee and tcby yogurt located next to the library on bramlett boulevard the SEC's struggles in non-conference play continued on Saturday with Ole Miss's loss to Cal and Oxford, but later in the day, Arkansas punctuated the struggles with a 31-24 loss at home to San Jose State. Number three, Georgia did claim a key victory for the conference, knocking off number seven, Notre Dame, 23-17 between the hedges. However, for maybe the first time this year, Kirby Smart's Bulldogs looked mortal. Inside SEC play, LSU continued to look like a top-five team offensively, scoring 66 points. But the Tigers' defense did surrender 38 points to Vanderbilt. Joe Burrow was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week, setting an LSU record with six touchdown passes, completing 25 of 34 passes for 398 yards. Through four games, Burrow has more completions, passing yards, and passing touchdowns than any player in the program's history in a four-game span. The other Tigers from Auburn solidified their resume as well with a 28-20 win on the road against Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher's Aggies suffering their second loss of the season. In a matchup of embattled teams, Mississippi State, with home field advantage, held off Kentucky 28-13. Garrett Schrader, the Dogs quarterback who replaced Tommy Stevens, was named the SEC Freshman of the Week, accounting for 305 yards of total offense, including 125 yards on the ground in his first career start. We turn the page to week five already. Four SEC teams have buys this week. Games to watch include Kentucky at South Carolina. Both teams sorely need wins. The Wildcats are 2-2, two and two, the Gamecocks 1-3. Between them, the two teams are 0-4 in SEC play. Now number seven, Auburn hosts Mississippi State at 6 p.m. on ESPN. That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week. All right, thank you, Jack. Yeah, Appreciate Jack. that. Um, 2.30. CBS at Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Ole Miss and the Alabama Crimson Tide Saturday. Get Ely the ball a little bit more. 10 to 15 touches. Yeah. They got a lot of things they got to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I'd start. (laughs) All right. The Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Baseball. If you need a four-wheeler side-by-side, a lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rouse and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The good, well, this is a tough one because the Rebs did some good things in spurts 
But, man, they didn't sustain much. It was another inconsistent performance on both sides of the ball and in the kicking game, field goals in particular. At times the Rebs threw the ball good. At times they ran it good. At times they stopped the Bears. At times they had good special team moments. John Rice Plumsley at the end of the game when Matt Corral got hurt was certainly good. The fight in the kids until the end was very, very good. But unfortunately, there's the bad. The bad outweighed the good, and that's why the Rebs lost. Poor pass coverage, not enough pressure on the Cal quarterback, and when there was pressure, they didn't get him on the ground enough. The passing game was sporadic, and missed field goals hurt badly, especially the chip shot in the fourth quarter. As we've preached for weeks, the Rebs have to get more consistent in their execution to win games. That's just It's just as simple as that. Right now, inconsistency in execution is impeding the process of them learning how to win. The ugly, well, come on, Pac-12 officials. You know and I know it was a blown call not to review the next to the last play when it looked as if Elijah Moore scored, but was called short of the goal line. It was a poorly officiated game overall, but they really choked on that non-call. I mean, at the very least, that, that was close enough to be reviewed, Yancey. Yeah, the Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. I mean, obviously, you've got to review that. And even if they don't call it, you have time to set up your play and not just hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it, you know, from the one-inch yard line, I like our chances. I promise you, if if Cal had done that, they would have reviewed it. I what promise if, you that. What if Alabama would have? Oh my gosh, <laughs> they would have stopped the game and, and given them a time, an extra timeout. <laughs> you know, oh lord. But uh, I don't know. I thought the uh, they just didn't make enough plays. No, I, I I don't think officiating lost this game. Yeah, let me make that clear. But but officiating had to be better. We'll be back next Monday night. We'll uh we're on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Good night. Howdy toddy.